Welcome to Freedom Through Truth, a broadcast outreach of Ministries of Wayne Weaver, bringing the freedom of God through the truth of God's Word. Eventually, you will see God's blessing be removed from people that walk in this. Now, in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4, it says, The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to pulling down of strongholds, let me say it a little bit before that. We understand, somebody called me just this past week. I'm questioning whether my daughter has a demon. It seems that she has a demon. Could you tell me whether she has a demon or not? Dialoguing back and forth a little bit, we somewhat came to a conclusion without just meeting with that person. Again, it was nobody from around here, not, not in this church. But it was a question because the actions coming out of that person seemed demonic, so it must be demons. I must say that I've concluded it was more with the mind based on some things I asked. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. That means if we are at war and you find wars within you, now, I'm speaking to you. Do you hear me? Some of you are in the midst of wars between you and maybe another family member or in your own marriage or in other things. You sense you're at war. And we say, well, wh what, would, what do we do in the middle of this? Notice that when we feel we are at war with something, one of the first things that gets moved in us is the imaginary. We want answers for things we do not know. And the only way we can get them is by imagining. And we can build up strong cases, but it's imagination. Now I'm speaking today because I have experience in this too. I'm human. I know how it works. It can throw you completely off the side. It can affect your sleep in the night. You can feel that you are a deep sinner. Next thing you can feel like a holy saint. It's based on the imagination. And I would say like this, be aware if, you if your mind has certain weaknesses. I, I think we, we should often take a look at ourselves and say, are there weaknesses that I carry in my life? And be aware of those weaknesses because it is often those weaknesses that the enemy will try to attack because he knows us very well. And so be very keen with that. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strong towers. What happens in a tower is you go up over in uh, Gamla, over in Israel. There's a place that the enemy just simply could not take that place down. They were the zealots in the Jewish uh, tradition. And Rome tried to take them down, and they couldn't because they had a tower. And on that tower, there were people watching. And any time the enemy came close, they would blow the horn, they would blow their sounds, and the people came out to fight. So they knew they had one place. It was a high place, a very high place, where they could see out over and watch the enemy. And the enemy saw that we will never be able to get these people unless we turn that tower into rubble. One night, during the night, they went and started digging quietly. 
certain stones that they pulled out of the tower and pulled out of the tower. And they did it in such a quiet way that nobody ever heard. This was on the outside of the wall. It was actually integrated into the wall. And all at once, the tower went tumbling. And they went in and they took Gamla. That's where those thousands of people committed suicide rather than putting themselves into the hands of the Roman Empire. What had to come down first? A high place. A place that they could see everything. Now the Bible says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strong places or high places. You see, what God, what, what the enemy wants to do is destroy your vision to make you think things that are really not in your eyesight, to make you imagine things that are really not anything tangible. And when he can do that, when he can destroy those things, he can get to your heart. Because now he will try to go in the same way as he did with Eve. He, he showed Eve very clearly that, well, if you do this, you'll actually become more godly. And Eve was convinced. Her tower went down. And the next thing you do is she fell and all humanity fell. And today we are dealing every day with a situation that happened in the Garden of Eden as a result. Verse 5, casting down imaginations and everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought so that you can obey Christ. Look at this, this is the weapon. If you ever needed a weapon, if I ever needed a weapon, this is the weapon I need. We say, well, I need the weapon of faith. I need the weapon of this and the weapon of that. Well, that might all be part of this. But here is the equipment. You wanna uh, drive up to the, to the machinery shed and find out what equipment to find in this shed to battle this certain war, this certain thing that that you're facing, here it is. The weapons of our warfare, they're number one. They're not carnal. That means my natural mind cannot perceive them. The natural mind cannot perceive the things of God. So my natural mind will perceive things, but they're not accurate. They can be at times, but you cannot build on it. But mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. What are strongholds in my life? What are things that I have to admit is a stronghold? You know what a stronghold is? A weakness. You know, it seems to be in the natural that a stronghold is something very strong. It is. It's a weakness. A weakness that I have in my life is a stronghold for the enemy. Now, when I say that, as the Bible says, when I'm weak, then am I strong? I'm not referring to it that way. I'm talking about the mind today. Casting down imaginations and every higher thing that exalts itself against what God knows, bring into captivity every thought so that you can obey Christ. Principles and, and powers. The Bible talks about principalities and powers. And it says we, we wrestle not against, we wrestle against principalities and powers. That's where our fight is. And what, it, what they do is they try to inflame our mind by suggestions and therefore confusing our thinking and even thinking patterns, just what it did to Adam and Eve. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, 
we see that the connection between the mystery of iniquity has to do with the strong delusion that will be sent out in the form of lies. Now I have some things that I have written down here that I want to just read through. People that have problems with worry. If I could ask for a raise of hands, you would find a remarkable amount that are honest that deal with this problem. See, what worry does, it drags down your mind. It drags down your capability of having soundness in your thinking. It worries. It's a way of tiring your thinker. That's what worry does. Yes, we could say you attack it by taking worry and, and giving it to Jesus, give it all to Jesus. Well, and that's basically what needs to happen, but there's a lot more difficulty in it when a person comes to this state of being. Worry and, ex and anxiety. We need to be aware of the weaker mind. There are certain times in my life that I can say that I know that my mind is worn down at this time. It's worn down, it's, been pr it's, it's, it's pretty weak. And in that time I have to be very careful because it wants to imagine. And it wants to jump into the imaginary and build towers and, and things high. Anything that exalts itself against what God knows. You see, God knows everything. And when he knows everything, he knows situations, circumstances. He knows every detail. And for us to allow our imagination to argue against what God knows is the wrong thing. We're asking for a lot of trouble. Anxiety can even affect you. I had something I wanted to speak about that happened over here on the front chairs last Sunday after the service. But I, I will not speak about it simply because of time right now. But something, a person that had to deal with anxiety. When a person has anxiety, they get sick too. They get very sick. And it has to do with worrying. They start changing into another person almost. Anxiety gives them sleepless nights. I've, I've, you see, in this condition, I've had a man come to me once, and he came from a, a very religious background, and he said that God told him that he's supposed to burn his car off. Put on a light, had a new car, he was supposed to light it on fire and burn the thing down. He was convinced God told him. You couldn't have told him anything different. I mean, I tried to reason with him. You couldn't reason with him. He wanted to burn it off. He said, God told me to burn off my car for no purpose at all, just to burn it, to light it and burn it. He was a man that had anxiety problems. Something suggested to his mind that he needs to do that, and he was convinced it was the voice of God. It was an imagination. Some people say this about God told me to tell you. It's an imagination. I'd really like to speak about that. Some of you will probably say, ah, be careful with that. I tell you what, I have dealt with this thing for 30-some years in people's lives of one person going to another one and putting them under condemnation, saying, the Lord told me. If the Lord tells you, you don't need to say anything to anyone else. It is often that we say, the Lord told me, is because we're not sure. And the imagination of our minds, now, let me say this, there can be times when God speaks to us, absolutely, but you have to be a sheep. Sheep are followers. My sheep hear my voice, that's the condition. 
Many people that are in this state of being are often not in a position of a sheep, but rather maybe in a situation to prove a point. Now, I have heard that about people that are so clear that God showed me this is to be my partner. Oh, God showed me. One day I had a man call me from Pennsylvania and another one from Florida. And they were both asking advice and they were fine Christian men in that time. They both said they heard of the Lord that a certain woman, a certain girl will be their partner. And they were wanting my advice. It happened on the same day. And the two people did not know each other. The two boys did not know each other. So God spoke to somebody in Florida, and he spoke to somebody in Pennsylvania, and both told them in a sure way that this certain girl that I knew was to be theirs. Now, was God wrong? You see, when you imagine long enough you look at a girl, and I'll speak to you young people. You look at a girl long enough, you start like, liking that girl. All at once, it makes your imagination grow. And you start imagining that, oh, God showed me. I always say like this, don't go that far. If you like the girl, marry her. I'm being honest. If she likes you, marry her. If she doesn't, don't. You'll just have problems. It's not, you see, what it happens is all at once our imagination becomes the voice of God because it's an imagination. I have, I have seen this over and over and over in 30 some years, over and over. And if I could ever tell people, you can't go with this. God will not deal with your imagination concerning liking or disliking another person. It's your imagination. We hope you've been inspired and changed by today's message. If you wish to listen to today's message or for other audio and video resources from the preaching ministry of Wayne Weaver, please visit ministriesofwayneweaver.com.